0: Welcome to The Bridge, an urban church planting podcast by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Hear personal stories, practical tips, and missional strategies to bring you insights and encouragement on your church planting journey. Coming to you live from Little Rock, here are your hosts, Neil Scoggins and Chanson Newborn.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Bridge. This is Chanson Newborn along with Neil Scoggins. How are you, Neil? Hello,
0: Chanson, newborn. <laughs> <laughs> it's so happy that you, man. Listen, in in all honesty, Chanson, I am excited. About this episode. Now, I'm, I'm going to say that about every episode that yeah, we have. Yeah, Because I am excited about every single episode that we have. But you know what? This one kind of is near and dear to my heart uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, we have our friend, Pastor Basil Joiner from uh, Bay, Arkansas. St. Paul Baptist Church in Bay, Arkansas. So we're excited that he is here. Uh, Basil Joyner, how are you, sir?
2: Fine. Good. Good to be here with you guys and sharing in this interesting topic that's dear to both of our
0: hearts. Yeah, man. Listen, first of all, let me just say this. Thank you so much for taking time to have a conversation with us on today. Uh, During these last couple of uh, episodes of The Bridge, since it's summertime and uh, people are, you know, we're airing this for the very first time during the summertime, there are some uh, planters and pastors. There are a couple of things that we really kind of need to deal with. Here's a tough topic. and We're talking about self-care. So when we state the term, Uh, Joiner, self-care, what's the first thing that actually comes to your mind? What's the first thing that you mention when we talk about self-care?
2: Well, when I look at self-care, it comes more or less from a mental aspect of it. I think that um, since, if I can go on record and say we're post-pandemic, that Mm -hmm, during the pre-pandemic period, um, there were a lot of pastors that I was contacted by, uh, rather was on the telephone or virtual, that were dealing uh, with a lot of issues of uh, anxiety, um, dealing with the unknown, uncertain about what's going on and what's to come after. Uh, However, um, uh, I took it as an opportunity to look at this uh, from a theological perspective, a psychological perspective, as well as socially, uh, how we seek to find answers to help pastors get through this pandemic along while pastoring yeah. their flocks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it it yeah. a big task for us.
0: Let, let me let me hit you with this. So, so, Basil, you are a uh, behavior health specialist, correct? That's you. So you do this for a living.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, I've been doing this for a little over 20 years uh, from acute assessments to residential assessments, uh, children, adolescents, adults, as well as geriatric assessments.
0: Wow. You're also, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. in,
1: In addition to, uh, to that, you've also we have assessment retreats where we bring planters in and take them through a process of assessing them, and uh, you serve um, on our team uh, as a counselor, licensed well as a counselor and assessing our planters as well. And uh, we certainly appreciate you serving in that capacity, uh, serving our planters. Um, so, how how long? How, you said a couple of, a couple of decades. You've been. Yeah, and let and, and,
2: and, and let me go on record and say this: uh, my assessments are screenings because I'm in the process of being licensed, so I don't want any yeah. licensed clinician to get out here and say, "Oh, he's doing assessments; it's not licensed." But I, we want to give your credentials
1: yeah. and and let our listeners know, you know, your experience and and yeah, that uh, I, you're you're I, speaking from I, you a place know. of experience.
2: Yeah, I understand. I just want to go on record because someone will call the board. To- <laughs> <laughs> we understand. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're a licensed Yeah, you're you're you, you a real deal assessor,
0: though. You're yeah. a real deal assessor, so you can assess those situations uh that are actually going on. Also, now we gotta say this. So, Basil, we're so grateful for you for a couple of things, and then we'll get kind of into deep in the conversation. But you've been a part of the Arkansas Baptist uh state convention family as a as an affiliate. Your church has yeah. uh St. Paul Baptist Church in Bay, Arkansas, for 10.
2: How long has the church? Been a part of it's five to, within five to ten years. I'm yeah. look, the opportunity and the experience has been so great, yeah, that I've lost track of time. Gotcha. So, i, I you look, it's like I should have been in a long time ago, yeah. So, I
1: gotcha.
2: uh, I'm etched in stone right yeah, now,
1: yeah. I hear you. And, and he also served on the Delta Network Association that's right. leadership team, that's right. Um, so you've um, you you, you you've been in the family for a while. And so we just wanted to put that out there to let people know that you're not new to this, but you're true to this. So you've been in this for a while. And so we we, we thank you for being in, uh, in our Arkansas Baptist State Convention family.
0: Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Listen, so you, you're receiving these phone calls. So are these, I mean, what, what's some of the top things that folks are uh, asking about uh, as it relates to... Uh, uh, care and all of that. I mean, what 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 are some of the things? And I know we are in a, like you said, we're in a unique place, yeah. whether we are post-pandemic, you know, latter pandemic. It's kind of like the conversation about tribulation. We're either pre, mid or <laughs> or post. I don't know where we <laughs> are. We may be mid-pandemic. I don't know. But uh, what, is, what are some of the top things that pastors are having conversations about with you?
2: Um. One is excessive worrying. Two, mm. they were having difficult uh, sleeping and restlessness. Um, some of them were even dealing with uh, increased heart rates. And I think that's really triggered they were fatigued. I don't know if they were fatigued by just not being able to get out, not necessarily knowing what to do. And even with us throughout the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, the more we got online and started doing virtual sessions, I, one that really resonates with me, I forgot who was facilitating it, but we were dealing with connecting, reaching, and impacting our members through this pandemic. And it's simply by just receiving a text Picking up the telephone call and saying I'm thinking about you, praying for you, uh, or just having a virtual session and just let people express themselves. So I think that was something good for me that I could share with other ministers uh, throughout the region and the Delta uh, of how they, they can cope with this uh, uh, pandemic while they were dealing with their own self care, uh, through this anxiety,
0: uh, issue. Yeah, that's man, that's major. So, you know, we talk about self-care, but I mean, what are the barriers really to self-care? Because let let me just tell you this. Um, we were talking earlier about uh, a conversation I believe that you had with a pastor, uh, of course, can't share anything because of confidentiality. But can you share a little bit about that conversation that you had that uh, you were kind of concerned about with this pastor and some of the recommendations that you that you made uh, with that pastor?
2: Yeah, well, with any true servant of of Christ, you put people before sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think that this pastor is known for this of putting others before him and he was dealing with the issue of not being able to get out uh dealing with that worry about coming in contact with his members Mm. them coming in contact with him not being able to reach out and touch yeah and I think that's one thing that Many pastors experience not being able to actually touch their flock. And for this one, um, he shared with me that he was experiencing uh, the issues of not sleeping, restlessness, sitting in a dark room. Mm. Um, Our goal was just to try to get him to walk outside. Get some sunlight, walk around in his yard, and yet um, that was uh, an uphill journey at one time um, in trying to do an intervention with him. Why do you think there
1: uh, was, it was an uphill journey for him? Why do you feel like it? It was a challenge for him to even take the next step to get yeah. to to get the healing and get the um, the help that he needs.
2: Well, I, I think one is television. When you, mm. If you sit in front of the TV yes. and you start listening at what CNN, Fox, ABC, Dr. Fauci, and other health experts are talking about, you get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then you just have a pot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So therefore, dealing with that uncertainty again, and causing you to worry we didn't know uh if you could go outside yeah. and get covid yeah and just just and people were literally you couldn't come to their houses uh you have to they talked through you through the door and my thing was look man just go out in your backyard it's fenced it's nothing out there but the dog but you still didn't know what to do so Uh, That was the that was the part of just trying to get him to get some fresh air. Yeah. You know, I'm no expert or doctor, but I know that just going outside and even just watching the birds should give him a serene experience uh, that he can just look up and breathe. You know
0: what, here's a here's a term specifically. There are two things I kinda wanna kinda want to address with that. You're talking about getting getting that pastor to go outside, get some fresh air and the whole deal. And we're we're talking again about self-care. Why do you think there is such opposition in the urban community about even dealing with, you know, I, I didn't hear the word sabbatical. Yeah. Until
1: I... I was in seminary. uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) You know, we were in
0: school before I even heard what a sabbatical was. I mean, you know, I would... The meaning of sabbatical. Yeah, the meaning of sabbatical. I would have instructors in undergrad that would disappear for a while and come back Mm -hmm. with a book. I thought there was part of it. Why do you think there was such opposition? Or or maybe there's not opposition. Maybe you can, you know, but I remember sitting, I'm going to tell you this. I remember sitting on a mental health board that was sponsored by UAMS. Uh, the University of Arkansas Medical Sciences here in Little Rock. And um, we were talking about, which they were trying to, uh, you talked about earlier, bridging the gap between uh, mental health, mental health yeah. and uh, and clergy. But there was such an opposition to even have that conversation. Why do you think that in the urban community, there is such opposition to that?
2: Well, um, uh, uh, excellent question, Neil. The thing is, I've been working uh, throughout my career and had the privilege of CEOs allowing us to go outside the box as it relates to mental health. And we started targeting the religious community and called it a series of bridging health care and ministry. Okay. Uh, and, when, and to answer your question, When you talk about uh, what is one of the problems, it was just a problem in the uh, uh, black community Mm -hmm. with African American preachers or pastors uh, dealing with dealing with the mental health side of things. Anyway, we believe you pray, you that's right, yep, and you uh, you know go on and you'll be all right Mm -hmm. in the morning, yeah, and. That's systemic throughout our culture. Yeah. yeah. And when you start talking about uh sabbatical, that means that while I'm gone to some, somebody's gonna take my church. Wow. And so yeah. Yeah. uh we just might as well keep it real. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. right. And 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 when you talk about sabbatical, a lot of pastors have suffered. Their families have suffered. Mm-hmm. Their congregations have suffered. All because the pastor did not take the proper care from for himself. Yeah. There are times and I encourage pastors to go on a real vacation. To leave What does that look like? Book. What's a
1: real
0: vacation? What does that look like? He said leave the hymn book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> leave the hymn book and Bible at home, go somewhere, put that cell phone down. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a quick story. My wife, uh, she went on a cruise by herself. I, I wasn't going, didn't want to get on the water. <laughs> and she came back. She talked about how much fun she enjoyed. it. So finally I went. Mm-hmm. And what my wife found that I was working so much, even on my job uh, with the church I, I had to be back. I don't care where we went. I want to be back Sunday morning for my congregation. But one thing about going on a cruise ship, you can't get back until the captain docks. Ah,
0: there and you if, go.
2: And if you use that cell phone, then you have to pay international uh, fees. Mm-hmm. So when, when that boat left port, I put that phone in the safe. And what I've learned, when you're on that seven day cruise, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Yeah, And you don't have any control of it. And since then we've been cruising about 13 years. I, I try to go on two or three a year um, because it gives me the opportunity of, of serenity. It gives me the opportunity to just don't think about nothing. And that's what a lot of pastors are in need of uh, is that opportunity to go somewhere and for, um, look, 30 days uh, to just free your mind. Sometimes it's good that a pastor go sit under their own pastor and let somebody preach to them. That's good. And let somebody minister to their heart because when you are ministering to others, yeah, we preaching about ourselves or experiences, but they need to be uh, ministered to where they just don't say nothing but amen and take a few notes and go back and do as the pastor told them to do.
0: Yeah. You know what? what but here, here's the So, so, Jordan, let me push back on you a little bit. You know how we do is we try to figure out. Uh, now I'm, let me just tell you my story. I am blessed at this point because it's still passed on the church church plant seven years old. I am blessed at this point this this will be my second year. Where I will have the opportunity to be able to take you talking about thirty days, I, I literally have the opportunity to take thirty days, four full weeks away from the church. I don't have to preach, I don't have to do a Bible study, I don't have to lead any small groups and all of that. Uh, but it happens during these summer months. Some pastors don't have that privilege of being able to do that. What do you suggest those pastors that don't have that privilege, whether they are in a in a rural area, whether they are, and like you said, I. Think sometimes that comes back to trust you're like this person gonna man gonna take my mm-hmm. church while i'm gone how how do you how do you get to that point how do you urge them to get to that point
2: well for me uh i want to encourage him to become a part of the uh delta network and, okay and i'm baptist state convention when we learn better we do better i got yeah <laughs> and and from that um it's just that I think it's a thing that we just hadn't been taught. And, and now that uh, we have opened up ourselves to get out of the box, to learn different techniques and methods from other pastors, from other cultures, um, then, and we're able to sit at a table such as this and talk about these kind of issues, I think it helps the body of Christ. Because after all, if the head is not healthy, how can the body become healthy? And if we're about kingdom building, we have to be healthy in order to reach or connect with those that we're trying to reach in order to make the impact uh, that Jesus lived. But if we're walking around half dead, then who wants to join? Who <laughs> wants to become if well, I'm gonna look like that? That's right.
1: Well, the air flight attendant, when you're on the airplane thirty thousand feet in the air, the first thing that they announce to you is, you know, for you to take the oxygen mask and uh not for you to give it to your friend, your neighbor, your your children, which our, nat- our natural inclination for me as a father would be to care for my children yeah. and to make sure they're okay. But the the flight attendant says, you know, for you to, uh, for that oxygen to be for you, because I can't save anybody else unless I save myself first. Yeah. And so we have to care for ourselves first from a holistic perspective before we can we can um, be a blessing and be able to impact anybody else. And so, I, 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 hey, for a moment, I just want you to speak to that pastor, that planter. Have, you know, we're post-COVID. Um, their church has uh, is in a, in a place right now where it's not healthy. Yeah, It's either about to dissolve uh, or it has dissolved. It's closed. Um that, that that planter, that pastor feels like a failure. Because they were hey, they were not able to keep things going through COVID. They were not able to connect in COVID. They were not able to um, you know, keep it going and keep the church, keep the people in fellowship and connect, and and everything has fallen apart. Everything has failed at this point. And they're dealing with anxiety. They're dealing with uncertainty right now. Um what would you say to that pastor that's dealing with with the aftermath of covid and their church is, is closing is about to close it's about to die and and particularly to the church planter because planting a church during there and there are some guys who've planted church during during covid it, it covid just i mean man it 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 really impacted the church you know. Uh, when it comes to a church planner, it, it just <laughs> ew, it was very difficult and very hard. Um, so, what would you say to that church planner or pastor who's at that place right now? They feel like a failure.
2: Well, first of all, I, I'm a firm believer. There's no failure in God.
1: That's good.
2: Uh, I, I I think that, it, and as I first stated, when we learn better, we do better. Uh, for that for that pastor and that planner. It's never too late to connect with your people. Mm. It's um, chance. And I remember during the pandemic, I was sitting in my chair and you sent me a text saying that, Hey, I'm thinking about you on this sunny day, praying for you and whatever else you said. Mm -hmm. And I said, Hmm, that was nice. That was, you know, that was good. And I took that ideal and ran with it. I changed it up. And personally, text every individual member of my church and just that alone i found out there were per people who i hadn't been connecting with were sick some had dealt with some other issues and experience and so it's never too late to co- to connect then i would encourage them to reach out don't be afraid to pick up the phone yeah and just say hey I'm thinking about you and and look I if you're gonna pastor anybody, you're gonna make mistakes, yeah, and some just fail to make that connection. I'm sorry, i I'm sorry, yeah and yeah. and and then also, and just remember the impact that we want to make when we have them on the phone. I think it's always proper to lift up Jesus. Uh, That's the impact of of kingdom building. Uh, I don't believe that the hope is lost. I did quite a bit of reading throughout this pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of my books was Draw the Circle by Mark Batterson. Uh, A book that I encourage uh, some pastors to get. Pastors as counselors. Wise, Present, Sacred uh, Conversation by John Patton. And there's a book that I'm starting to read, The Soulful Life, The Soulfulness of Birth to Death by Ron McDonald. Um, These are just some good readings uh, for us just to enrich ourselves as we um, make the impact on others. So uh, I think it's important that uh, pastors who felt like uh, they have they have let their congregations down is number one. Stop beating up on yourself. Yeah. Mm. Nobody had a blueprint. Everybody <laughs> just felt their ways, kind of like pin the tail on a donkey. You know, <laughs> you blindfolded and you just stick the pin anywhere you can. Some people put the the tail on the head, some put it on the foot, some put it on the stomach, but there was no absolute. Uh, I th- think that what God has done for us, he's shown us that it wasn't about a building. Yeah. It was about it was about us reaching people. That's good. So if we can still reach people, you're not a failure. Yeah. Um, it's that when, even though the doors were closed, uh, we still could text. We can email. Uh, we can do virtual service or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think that's what they need to do. Man, that's one
0: That one that is you know that's that's amazing. Like you said, it's those simple things that I think that we forget when we are dealing with something that is traumatic in our traumatic in our lives. Um, let, let me let real real quick. Uh, a couple of things. I um. Man, I remember not too long ago, it's been been about three years, uh, my mother passed away and both my mom and my dad passed away on a Saturday. Uh, mm-hmm. So my mom passed away on, early on a Saturday morning. My dad passed away around noonish on a Saturday. And uh, my wife would always ask me, oh, are you going to preach the next day? And after the death and, the, and the, uh, the the funeral service, in urban community, you know how it goes. So if they die on a Saturday, we're going to have the funeral the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, So you got to go through that whole week and deal with what you got to deal with. And then the rest of the grieving uh, process happens. But I preached— uh, the Sunday after Sunday after when my dad passed away, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, until one morning I woke up and I just, I couldn't do it. And because we, we try to push ourselves to that point. Um, but I finally got to the point, and you said this, you said, don't be afraid, and I'm putting words in your mouth, don't be afraid of, uh, to trust the community that you're in. Don't be afraid to trust the community that you're part of. You mentioned the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. There are uh, people that that, uh, if you need an interim, you need somebody to fill in for a little while that won't be there to fleece the sheep. But will be there to continue to shepherd, you know, what you started or what you planted, whether you're a church planner or, or a pastor, to be a part of that. How important, when things are going well, do you think? And I'm just asking you, uh, Joyner, how how important is that community to a pastor um, while things are going well? How important is that? Uh, That community of other pastors or community of other counselors or whatever uh, that you should have when things are going well. Is it important or should you wait until there is a crisis to start to run and try to be a part of a try to be a part of a community?
2: I I think it's important while things are going great. You know, uh, you can I'm a big sports fanatic and I'm watching the NBA finals. (laughs) <laughs> Those guys continue their exercise regimens mm. throughout the playoffs. They don't just stop exercising. They they go to the weight room. They get their walking in or running in. Uh, they, they go to the gym and shoot baskets to perfect their game. So when game time is on, Uh, It's what they practice. And I think when we learn to practice good habits, good self-help, self-nurturing habits, then um, it will be a continuation of what we're doing. So when bad times come, you know, during the pandemic, everybody was working on building up their immune system.
1: Yeah, well
2: if we continue through prayer, through journaling, through reading and working on, or challenging ourselves to our own growth and development, um, applying some of the things that we're going through to our own psychology, then you'll find that when crisis does come in our lives, it's not hard to lean on because we've already been doing these things. Yeah. And uh, there was an old man told me a while, a few weeks ago that I had to learn to wait on the process. Wow. And we just I have know to that, wait. I think I know him. On, we, just have <laughs> to, we just have to wait on the process. Yeah, yeah. So when, when life throws us these obstacles, we just have to, Wait on the process because some things that we go through uh, will strengthen us
0: Yeah. if yeah. we
2: just wait on the process.
0: Doc, that's good. That's good stuff. How important do you think? And I'm just going to ask you this. Somebody told me not too long ago, they said, if you're going to be a great leader, uh, whether you're in the secular world, in the church world, wherever, that there are a couple of things that you need. You need uh, a, a good habits good, uh, good, you know, uh, mental ha- habits, you know, like taking a rest and all that other stuff. You need a good community. And then they say you need a good therapist. You know, how, how, trust, how, how cool mm-hmm. is that? Or how appropriate is that? Uh, not just during COVID, but just throughout during, during certain times, would you agree with, with, uh, with at least one or two of those?
2: I strongly agree with that. Yeah. Um, you know, as pastors, as men, we wear this big S on our chest. Mm-hmm. We're Superman. And nothing can penetrate us. But even watching Superman, he, his enemy was kryptonite. Yes, sir. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And, and for me, in January, mine was pneumonia. Wow. And I had heard enough about people who had experienced pneumonia in the past that it almost took them out. Mm. So when I experienced pneumonia, the 1st of January, I, I'll be more precise January the 5th. Wow. From the 5th to the 22nd of when I went back for my return visit to the doctor, I took myself out of the game.
0: Yeah.
2: I sat down, I was quiet. I prayed, I had my famous chicken noodle soup, and I took the medicine like the doctor prescribed, and I didn't open my mouth. I When you talked about calling up the pastors because of the convention, uh, I had met, and I met several uh, very capable ministers, but I, I called Frederick Irby. Okay. Out of Ford City.
0: Yeah.
2: And it was virtual, but I called him and he graciously accepted the invitation and he spoke in my behalf. I watched it, didn't say nothing, thank him, and I'm telling you, uh, I learned from that. Mm. If you don't take care of yourself,
1: you can't take somebody
2: you. will be taking care of your congregation anyway, and you yeah. won't be here. That's
1: right. So,
2: uh, look, I'm a living witness. And then when you talk about uh, having a therapist, um, once again, we as tough men, mm-hmm. we have to be able to vent. We have to be able to get a lot of this pressure off our mind. That's the reason a lot of us are dealing with uh, high blood pressure and Um, congestive heart failure things like that uh, because we won't talk and we walk around with all of these issues on our shoulders and we are irritable we have a lot of tension we sweat we have uh shaking or trembling and Can't sleep at night,
0: all of that. Now, Basil, you don't have to tell all of my business. You talking about (laughs) me at that point? We used to talk about all of that, dude. You talking about me?
2: (laughs) No, it's just uh, we have to talk about it, and and I and and you know, and I'm thankful throughout the pandemic that um, through you, Chanson, uh, Willie Jacobs, Tim Wicker. Uh, there were a lot of different programs that was provided by the Arkansas Baptist State Convention that I was privy to link into that it was just good, what I call Mm self-help. And I think that the more uh, of the pastors, church planners uh, connect with that, then they'll find that they're not the only ones that has a a leak in the boat. everybody, all of us had water coming in. We just didn't know where it was coming from.
0: Yeah, that's it. You know what, we always, uh, Basil, I'm telling you, man, we really appreciate you. I I know that there are a whole bunch of other things that we can kind of go into and talk about as far as therapists and self-care and all of that and overcoming those barriers and those deals. But a lot of times we want to pull out uh, spe- specifically with the bridge. Uh, I believe that you are the bridge, and I think you said it earlier, between uh, mental, mental health, health and and uh, clergy. And, and clergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah. if we begin to realize that that bridge is there, uh, it feels like we're in a great gulf fixed, yeah. you know, because we feel like that, you know, we'll go to the doctor about a sprained leg or a sprained ankle or whatever, but we won't deal with it about a strained mind. So there are a couple of things I just want to get your comment on. Three things that I, I just heard you ask is, number one, don't. these are my words, not yours. You'd see if you agree with it. If I, if I say it wrong, you know, I'm not real smart, as my wife tells me quite often. <laughs> don't be afraid to ask for help. Would that be a plus or yeah. would that be a thumbs up or a thumbs? down.
2: That's a thumbs up.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, you know, I always say a closed mouth never gets fed. That's
0: it, Doc. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, don't be afraid. And, and Pat, we have to not be afraid to ask for help. I mean, we,
1: and, we, and, and we cannot be afraid to ask for professional help.
0: Come on, Doc. There um, you go. Not
1: just help from anybody or, right. or just the good old boys or anybody right. that's going to pacify you, but you need help from professionals that will be able to strategically take you to a healthier place and that has a plan that will help you get there. And so it's just not, you know, barbershop talk. Right. I mean, you right.
2: know,
1: barbershop talk it's not going to do anything for you, yeah. but you, you, it'd be okay with getting professional help.
0: Yeah. And, and, and sometimes the professionals, unfortunately that people go to are not a professional with a license yeah. or a professional that has yeah. two decades of experience. They end up going to Evan and Jim and Johnny. yeah <laughs> Shade. Tree. Every, yeah, shade tree. No, no, no. I'm talking about Evan Williams, Jim Bean and Johnny Walker. Red. Those are the, three <laughs> those are three. <laughs> sometimes the people, that I don't know if we yeah. can say that we can yeah. edit yeah. that out, but I, I digress. I'm just talking about my grandfather who used to, used to do that. God rest his soul. Here's something else, Joyner, Uh that that I heard you say. Trust that these are my words, not yours. Trust the Lord with your mind. Yeah. Trust the Lord with your mind. Would that be a thumbs up or a thumbs down?
2: That's a thumbs up as well. Um, uh,
0: and you talked and about the, prayer. We talked about yeah, pr- prayer and all of that. But go go ahead, Doc.
2: Yeah, prayer and. And, and my belief is in all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Um, I, I think you gave one of the best uh, um, analogies when you were talking about uh, working with a sprained leg. So many times is that uh, when people tell me they don't want to go to a hospital to get stable, they want to wait till tomorrow. I said, if you had broken your leg or broken your arm or if your child had broken their leg or arm, would you wait till tomorrow Mm. to get it done or would you go immediately to the emergency room? And that's the way we have to start teaching others about uh, mental health, that uh, it doesn't mean you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, it just right. means that there's an issue there. Right. Um, a lot of times people used to tell me, oh, you don't work hard. You don't do nothing. You walk around in a suit and you drive around and you expense accounts. And I tell them, I say a mental strain is always uh, worse than a physical strain. Right, there you go. Because if I spraying my my wrist, I can put ice on it or some icy hot and keep going. Right, yeah. But if I strain my brain, or, mm, you yeah. know, on, yeah. and I can't function. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 I'll tell you this and, and I'll let you go. It's that one of the unique things about Arkansas Baptist State Convention that I found, and I don't like doing a lot of name dropping, but we have it right here at our disposal, um, even over there with Derek Brown, I had the privilege of working with him uh, with some new church planners. Listen, awesome! Mm-hmm. I just wanted to uh, sit at his feet and work with him. Uh, I, my job was at that particular time to take notes because we were uh, switching out, and we were halfway through a session before I realized that Derek was interviewing the couple, I sat there and got it all. I said, man, the techniques he's using, his approach to their problems, uh, of getting them to express themselves. Um, These are tools throughout the state of Arkansas that... uh, these church planners can tap into. And I'm sure that if he can't help, he can direct them to those in their particular areas. Yeah. They can help. So listen, I'm thankful for the resources. I'm thankful for being a part of this uh, family, uh, this convention. Uh, I'm just one that don't believe in reinventing the wheel. Uh, let's tap into it and let's uh, move forward and become uh, more healthy um, physically, mentally, spiritually and financially.
0: There you go. That's it.
1: And I, and I think I think um, the last takeaway from what you have um, what you've you've said is create rhythms of uh Sabbath in your life. Come on, Dad. Create those those regular rhythms of of Sabbath and rest. Yeah, uh, we just it, Jesus modeled it well for us. Uh, Jesus would get away from the crowd, and he would just spend time with the Father. In, in solitude, in silence, he would spend times meditating and just spend time with the Lord. And as as God refreshed and renewed him for ministry, um, he went to God to be refueled and spent that time with the Father away from the hustle and bustle of ministry, hustle yeah. and bustle of life. And yeah. so we have to create those regular rhythms of Sabbath. It's okay um, in our context. Nobody, you know, we feel as if. You know, if if I'm away from uh, the desk, if I'm away from the pulpit, somebody else may take my place. Well, uh, the church doesn't belong to me. It, Come on, dad. It, it, it belongs to the Lord. Yeah. And I have to trust that, um, number one, I have to trust that I am to be a good steward over my myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to be a good steward over myself. And if I take uh, time away, it's going to benefit not only me. It's going to benefit the congregation. It's going to benefit my family, yeah. my children. Yeah. Um, it's going to benefit everyone. And so uh, just create those regular rhythms. In the summertime, as when this will be aired, yeah. is, you know, great time for you to take those incremental times of mm-hmm. taking a vacation, as you said. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to go on a cruise, but you can just uh, go somewhere, do something, and uh, and just create those times of uh, disconnecting to connect with the father.
0: Yeah, that's real good. Soon to be Dr. Basil Jorner. Soon to be Dr. Basil Jorner. I think, I don't know. We're gonna find out. <laughs> Doc, we really appreciate you, man, yes. just for sharing your <laughs> sharing Thank your you so wisdom much. and your insight, man, and and being a part of the bridge. You know, we're brand new, but you've been bridging the gap for for a very long time. And we're we're grateful that you're a part of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention.
2: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure as well as an honor. And I'm going to use that chanson, uh, create the rhythms of rest. And I'm going to go with when Jesus was on the ship sleep, when they said master, Cares not that we perish. Stop, Doc. No. Stop. <laughs> yeah, he's going to stop preaching. He's going to stop preaching.
0: Hey, Basil mentioned a couple of books, a couple of titles. Yep. We're going to have those in the show notes. Also, some of the things that we re- that we mentioned as well, those will be in the show notes, whether you're part of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention or not. Or uh, we can direct you to where uh, in your particular area you can receive help. Email us at thebridge at absc.org. The Bridge, T-H-E Bridge. <laughs> at absc.org Basil Jorner Pastor Basil Jorner, A Thank behavior you. health specialist Here in the state of Arkansas So glad that you've decided To join us Talking about healthcare Thank you for joining us For another episode of The, the Bridge. Bridge Thanks for tuning in To this episode of The Bridge We hope you learned something new And found some encouragement Along the way To learn more about Church planting in Arkansas And to find more resources Visit absc.org Dot org and click the church planting tab if you have a story question to share or a creative idea email us at the at absc be sure to rate and review if you liked what you heard